morphing into liquid and getting through the sides. Oh, speaking of Jello. <laughs> speaking of Jello, today we're talking about a dude named Jello. Um, you missed it, but we recorded a mini episode last week and um, just a stray one so we could have something to put out on Monday. Mm-hmm. And we a had pudding? no. Now we're on Jello. We read an email. It was uh oh. Was we, it a sex one? No, it wasn't oh. a sex email. It was a it was a fan email. Oh, I don't know if our fans want to have sex with us, but if they do, <laughs> no, they're all the spam ones. They that should we get. let us know. We did get a new one recently, which I thought was funny. Maybe I'll read that one today. But yeah, we read an email from BT who sent a bunch of articles, and uh, one of them is what we're going to be talking about today: the Dead Kennedys Frankenchrist trial, which I'm not familiar with. I assume you're not familiar with. I know what Jello is, but I don't know who Jello is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, and BT also joined our Patreon, so thanks for that. Cool. Welcome to the club. Yeah, welcome to the club. We got a sex email recently. Yeah, there's been a lot of spam in general. It was coming different. Around. I got one to my work email, and I was like, "That's fun, but no, thank you." I would love to have sex with you, but no. Oh, yeah. This one says, I've noticed that many guys prefer regular girls. I applaud the men out there who had the balls to enjoy the love of many women and choose the one that he knew would be his best friend during the bumpy and crazy thing called life. I wanted to be that friend, not just <laughs> Is a this an AI-generated spam? Boring housewife. I am 23 years old Maria from the Czech Republic. Why no, is it always somebody from out of, Eastern out of the Europe? country? Yeah. No English language also. Anyway, you can find my profile. How'd you here. write the email? <laughs> she hit, Google she typed it on to Google and then hit translate. <laughs> That's and then what send. it seems like. This is also a great article to talk about now because we do, we're doing that series on the Ramones. So... Yeah, Fuck and yeah. Uh, speaking of listening, you guys are listening to ah, Death was, by Music Podcast. Like, Where's he going with this? <laughs> I'm I going to ears. the end of the show. Yes, you're listening to Death by Music Podcast. I am Jake. I'm here with Cassie and Alex. Hell and yeah. Wow. A mini episode. Yes, and Cassie's going to read it. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, shit. this is a diffuser.fm article. It's by Martin Kielty. We've done his articles before. Mm-hmm. That name's familiar. All right, um, go for it. <laughs> when Jello Biafra, yeah, I'm going to say Biafra, yeah. Okay. Discovered a painting he believed perfectly represented the lyrics on his new Dead Kennedys album. He couldn't have known that it would lead him into a devastating court case. He couldn't have predicted that it would contribute to the end of his band, inflict severe damage on his record label, and leave him nearly bankrupt into the bargain. What? What does that mean? Anyway, the fact that he won, or more accurately, didn't lose the legal battle on August 27th, 1987, (laughs) (laughs) was a hollow victory. You didn't win, but you didn't lose. Yeah, now I'm like, what what the hell is... They probably created some type of new law based on this and then he also was out of a bunch of money because well they said it was a painting so i'm kind of wondering where this is going did he use it for album art or something that's what it sounds like i was gonna artist? say it sounds like they used it for an album Maybe. cover and they got sued for copyright or well, something if you like that change it a little bit then now it's your art that's exactly. what i learned so you just have to put your logo on it or like draw a mustache on if someone. taylor swift has taught us anything <laughs> you gotta re-record the art <laughs> anyway um the chain of events was triggered when biafra birth name eric boucher set eyes on landscape xx created by respected swiss artist hr geiger probably best known for his oscar winning work on the movie alien and oh. the artwork for emerson lake and palmer's album brain salad surgery so this guy's in the business of making album covers uh, yeah okay it's, 
perhaps why this guy liked it so much and then here we are um landscape xx was also known as penis landscape oh that's what they called me in high school after its apparent <laughs> display of interconnected male and female genitalia i'm just kidding nobody called they me probably that. called you that in college <laughs> 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 no, no comment no comment uh biafra loved it because it was like a visual representation of what he was trying to say on the third dead kennedy's album frankenchrist it's he said quote it's not a pretty picture he said in 1989 spoken word album high priest of harmful matter was the spoken word album like a podcast um no he's going for that will shatner thing maybe well it sounds like he was just sharing his thoughts <laughs> Yeah. It's not a pretty picture. That to me, spoken. could we put our shit together and call it a spoken word album? No, because they're. It's we not can the burn same. CDs. <laughs> <laughs> this is not poetry, y'all. Um, he said, "That's what I like in art. Sometimes something that inspires you to think, even if it's not something you necessarily like to look at or hear." To me, there it was: consumer culture on a parade, society, America bent on screwing each other in more ways than one. That's what the Frankenchrist Franken album was saying. I almost said Frankincense. After the band had rejected the idea of using Landscape XX as the album's cover artwork, Biafra arranged for it to be included as a souvenir poster as well. Unfortunately, the landscape outside of the band's world was rapidly changing. The Parents Music Resource Center had been founded in 1985, determined to clean up what it saw as inappropriate material in music. Yeah, but they didn't go to art. Your girl Tipper Gore's back. Um, <laughs> you know, Al Gore's wife. Anyway, uh, she managed to secure a Senate hearing on what they called porn rock. Rock porn. Same thing. Rock porn. That sounds painful. That does. <laughs> Better make sure that thing's been tumbled. Yeah. Obviously, we've talked about this before. It was aimed to apply pressure to, rec or to record labels in the hope of forcing them to submit to their demands. Uh, the Dead Kennedys weren't on the PMRC's original Filthy 15 list, although Prince, Black Sabbath, ACDC, Twisted Sister, and even Def Leppard were there. But when Biafra's home was raided as a result of the poster's presence what? in Frankenchrist, he was certain that Tipper Gore's organization was somewhere behind the move. W hold what on. What the fuck? So they released this album. They, they put the a poster of this picture yeah. with their album. I'm assuming it's probably record form was it 88 89 yeah. they're still making records then yeah they still do and now. they mm -hmm. he got raided because of that <laughs> that's what it says i'm trying to look oh, oh well there's more to the story uh, so oh, well, yes we should continue listening um <laughs> the story went that a 14 year old girl had bought a copy of frankenchrist oh. for her 11 year old brother which is pornography and she should have been able to get a hold of that um okay on opening and when she now. got home she'd seen the geiger artwork her mother had contract or contacted the authorities who sent the police around but still it's not like are they in england no it's the dead uh, it would be it would be america okay that's that's the only place the pmrc had any oh that's right yeah the pmr yeah so i don't know what pornographic laws they had back then but like for a child to obtain it yes that yeah is illegal now would you guys like to see the fucking picture uh, yeah i'm curious <laughs> it's now pretty, like, what? Is I, it mean, I mean, it's, it's genitalia. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty, it, yeah. <laughs> huh. I don't think a child would know what this is. No. But From it, here, it's it, not, like, I thought this was, like, a painting or something. It doesn't really look like a painting. I, I mean, don't, that'd I, be I don't a, know what the fuck this is, but. That's like a living room wallpaper. 
No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely dicks. It's like a never end. It's like a human centipede wall of like of kaleidoscope dicks in in vaginas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that I I I don't think children need to be uh in in that. well subjected to it or be able to obtain it. Right. Yeah. However, it's art. You also need to monitor what, what your, your kids, kids are, are doing mm-hmm. and what they're purchasing. Yeah. So. Well, I think it's weird. I mean, the parents should have probably opened the album first. Yeah. How old did they say she was? Oh, she, 12? The girl was 14, but her brother was 11. All right. So when you're 14... Oh, she you're, bought it for her brother. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you're 14, you, you're still under the the guide of your parents, and the yeah. parents should have been a part of that purchase. Not in the 80s. Kids well, were rampant. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think I think the good news is that it's not like 14 year olds were looking up porn on the Internet back then. So I don't know that she would have even known what this picture is, but she probably pulled it out and was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then. Yeah, I don't think she really had a clue. But then her mom saw it. And that's. Yeah. yeah but, but my thing, too, it said it was the cover art. So there was know, also a poster. No, they wanted to use it as a cover. The band said no. So they put just put it in there okay. as a poster. Yeah. But I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely oh, on yeah, the parents. But she showed it to her mom. Her mom should be like, thank you for showing me this. Take it and then yeah. move on. But like, right. yeah, I don't know. Or sue them. Uh, Biafra recalled being asked, where's the guy who did this? And telling officers, he's in Switzerland. <laughs> then he remembered being asked, what are all those pictures or what are all those pictures of missing milk cartons kids doing on your wall? Do you know who they are? He admitted, um, I was scared for my life, but after two and a half hours, they had what they wanted. Three copies of Frankenchrist, three extra posters, and my private mail. They probably thought he might have been... I mean, who has, de- like, missing milk kid cartons on their wall? He's a... I don't know. He's just a punk yeah. dude, and they like weird shit. I mean, I feel <laughs> like that's their aesthetic. <laughs> also, know. it's weird for them to search his home on the pretense of an album yeah that was released by an entire go to the record label right not the lead singer's house yeah that's odd that they they would have had to obtain a a search warrant Mm -hmm. yeah which they probably there's there's definitely probably didn't yeah there's a lot more going on here than (laughs) yeah so why he specifically it's a whole ass band yeah Yeah. he was charged with disturbing harm or distributing harmful matters to minors which carried a maximum sentence of two thousand dollars in a year in jail what about the store clerk the store clerk's the one that yeah sold honestly it. the business should be in trouble but there it was before they had the yeah. the the actual parental advisory labels um he was certain that it was expected that he'd plead guilty for financial reasons and that that was the whole idea it would have been too expensive to chase a big name artist with the access to record label bank accounts he argued they deliberately picked an independent instead of a high budget PMRC oh, target like Prince or Ozzy. He didn't have a label. Oh. Okay. They they were putting their own shit out, so okay. Oh yeah, I mean they are punk, so yeah. Um <laughs> adding that when the officials spoke of sending a message, the message was blackball, dead Kennedy's McCarthy style, don't let anyone have access to their record. Despite the concept of being presumed innocent until proven guilty, the eighteen months it took for the case to be called in Los Angeles were like criminal were, were like a criminal sentence in their own way. When Baf Biafra arrived in court on August on August. In August nineteen eighty seven, the unofficial ban had nearly bankrupted his alternative tentacles label i thought i said testicles <laughs> alternative I mean, testicles okay he's got a theme going the band had split partly as a result of the pressure that he'd taken to create the no more censorship 
defense fund to bankroll the upcoming legal fight because of course he was going to fight on top of all that he noted three weeks in los angeles is cruel and unusual punishment for anyone biafra's defense lawyers found themselves facing young attorney michael we who was determined to make a name for himself during the high profile proceedings the early stage assault charges being dropped against the 67 year old man who ran the pressing plant where frank and christ had been assembled and who was now too ill to attend court also dropped were charges against the distribution company, which had gone bankrupt in the interim. Oh, shit. So they they were going after everybody. Yeah. Seems like everybody in the chain that wow. allowed it to be put into that album. Yeah. Hmm. So our case was one of half a dozen designed to bend the law so that anyone in the distribution chain could be prosecuted for obscenity, said Biafra. Up until now, the Supreme Court had only upheld hands-on distributors, people at the cash register who sell Hustler to a 17-year-old. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Um, the way they want it set up now is that anyone within sniffing distance can get convicted. Jeez. He cited the example of a pornographic movie he'd heard about called Backside to the Future, where everyone slightly <laughs> oh, involved even faced the prospect of three years Backside in jail. Backside to the Future? Backside to the Future. I'm looking that a up later. A parody of Back I'm... to the Future. <laughs> you know those those parody movies are (laughs) (laughs) okay there's something else they're rated d for dicks (laughs) um (laughs) somebody who who runs out to get a coffee for the director might get busted how can i make an album if they're all afraid to work with me because they might get busted the defense the opportunity mm, words read them i (laughs) can't the defense took the opportunity of selecting the jury to make points that they knew they couldn't be made from the witness box when one juror asked quote what does punk mean to you and replied anarchy biafra was horrified but then understood the thinking when the next question was what does anarchy mean and the lead answer or the answer was concerned young people who want to do something about our apathetic society he was less impressed with the juror who when asked if there was any reason he couldn't serve impartially said yeah all cops are liars they should have kept him Um, the first witness was called after two and a half weeks. It was the girl who'd bought the album. She was 16, looked 19 and talked about how she'd brought it home. And for some reason they'd opened her brother's Christmas present before Christmas. Biafra recalled for some reason they went straight to the Geiger poster. And for some reason, instead of taking it back to the store, they sent it to the state attorney general's office. Merry Christmas. In court, the girl said she'd, thought the image was gross but not harmful uh the defense aimed to prove that geiger's work was above reproach by representing expert testimony from a professor of art and placed the dead kennedys in perspective by evidence from a senior rock journalist guiarino the i guess defense attorney countered by arguing that the art expert wasn't qualified to speak about music music is art (laughs) um and a music writer couldn't express valid opinions on art Biafra recalled Guarino's deliberately dramatized closing remarks performance after having planned to keep the jury from seeing Landscape XX until that very moment. Quote, he waves the poster, thus exposing its contents to at least 15 minors in the courtroom gallery. He should be held liable. Why were there minors there? After the two days of deliberation, the jury requested a record player. (laughs) What? I want to hear the music and if it leads... If it's yeah, good. they're like, is it any good? Yeah. <laughs> all, this, all this talk about this album, yeah. now I want to fucking hear it. Said, quote, I knew this was going to hang me in the end. Biafra said, why did I crank the guitars that loud the mix? <laughs> Less than two hours later, the jury came back deadlocked seven to five in a favor of acquittal. Quote, but that doesn't get you off the hook in America, he said. 
Judge Susan Isakoff could have ruled a mistrial so that the whole circus would go around again. And that's exactly what Guarino asked for. But Isakoff, who said she'd seen enough legal experimentation over the past days, told him, quote, I am not interested in developing a trial and error procedure for the prosecution and closed the trial. Hmm. Seeing Biafra's delighted response, she warned him half jokingly, quote, there is such a such thing as contempt before ending proceedings. Okay, so that's what they were saying when he didn't technically win. They just were like, you know what? Fuck yeah. this. It's, yeah. We're tired of this. Uh, the landscape around Biafra would never be the same again. He said that the most distressing moment for him came when one of the cops who'd raided his home gave evidence. Uh, quote, Officer Friendly <laughs> tried to paint a picture where I'd welcomed them in, even though they'd busted the window by the front door and let themselves in. What the fuck? And... S- how I'd said, ha, 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 it must be that Geiger poster you're looking for. I know how obscene that was. It corrupts little kids. He would not say that. No. No. (laughs) That broke my heart. It didn't just make me mad. I have a cynical view of the way the world is run, but to see an officer of the law lie on a witness stand, that broke my heart. Damn. It happens. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He told MTV in 1997, quote, I think they assumed I was some Sid Vicious idiot who would plead guilty and pay a $50 fine. Mm -hmm then they would use that precedent against major label artists. In other words, let's bash a small independent in hopes of getting rid of Ozzy, Judas Priest, Prince. History is never on the side of the censor. Just ask Allen Ginsberg or Socrates. I believe that's Socrates. Um, <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> no, this is interesting. This is what happened in one of our, uh, was it a Patreon episode, Jake? Hmm. I, me and Jake recorded one recently about, yeah, it was Patreon, the Rolling Stones. And their major drug busts. And in one of those articles, they talked about uh, how John Lennon was made an example of, too. Like these... Billy Holiday. Yeah. These officers would go after artists in the hopes of setting an example. And in John Lennon's case... Yeah. In John Lennon's case, he was just like, fuck you, whatever. And he just paid the fine. But that is basically pleading guilty. And his reputation was tarnished ever since. And he was like, what? The- I thought it wasn't going to be a big deal if I'm just like, yeah, whatever, and pay it. Yeah. But then in America, at least everybody was like, he's a pothead. Oh, and my they started, God. He yeah. smokes weed. <laughs> he's like, going to kill himself. Ruined his whole reputation. So in a bizarre postscript, Guiarino later admitted he'd known that he was on the wrong side of history during the trial. About midway through, we realized that the lyrics of the album were in many ways socially responsible, very anti-drug and pro-individual, he said in 1997, saying that he and his assistant were a couple of young prima donna prosecutors. Oh, okay. I thought this guy was his attorney. No, no. He was the one for the the family, I guess. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess I did say defense the second time because I don't know what the difference is most of the time. Prosecution. So he was he was against. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I'm like, why, if you're trying to defend this guy, why the fuck would you pull that yeah. picture out? Fair yeah, okay. <laughs> um, quote, did we win? Biafra wondered in 1989. Uh, the battle, but not the war. The war is getting worse. Watch what the religious right tries to do to your schools. Watch them try to, watch them trying to shut down at cool record stores or cool college radio stations. And as Frank Zappa puts it, don't let them govern by telling people what they don't like. Go out and tell them what you do like. Leaving court that day, he might have reflected that entire courtroom experience and could have carried the sticker he put on the Frankenstein cover, warning that there was an image inside, quote, that some people may find shocking, repulsive, or offensive. Life can sometimes be that way. Hmm. That's true. All right. That was an interesting story. More like that, listeners. Give us more stories like that. (laughs) 
Um, so, yeah, I guess he technically won. I feel like maybe the parental advisory sticker would have helped. But at the same time, I, I remember buying parental advisory shit. And if there was something inside of it, I don't know that my parents necessarily would have looked at it. My dad, he let me buy Hostel when I was like 11. Uh, do you remember mm. that movie? Oh, ew. It's kind of like it came out around but the same time as Saw. That's different, though, because, I mean, rated R. Well, did he buy it for you? If you were 11. He they... was at the store and I was right. like I was getting it for my friend's birthday because she really liked horror movies. And um, they stopped and the lady at the register was like, this is rated whatever. Yeah. Are you sure that you want her to get it? And he looked at me. He was like, I mean, why? And I was like, it's a scary movie. That's why. And he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yes. Mm. So, but it wasn't for me anyways. It was for her. And she was allowed to watch that shit. Yeah. Her parents didn't care. So, Yeah, I um, mean, it's different. You didn't go in there and they let you buy it. Your dad was with you and was the one that purchased it. Yeah, that damn sticker did stop me from getting John Cena's album. Uh, whatever the fuck that was called when that came out with the wrestling belt on it. I really wanted his rap album. And my mom was like, this says illicit. It said explicit. Mm-hmm. And she said that it didn't say explicit. She said it said illicit. Did you say, mom, and you can't she was read. like, that's worse. What's in there? And it was just John Cena rapping about shit. It was sure. not. I mean, he like cursed. That was really it. But he didn't have anything yeah. inappropriate. Most of his fans are children. So it was just curse He writes words. children's books now. I had to buy the clean version of the album on the internet. So I couldn't get it on the day it came out. Because mm-hmm. that fucking sticker. I, that's how I got my Daddy Yankee album when it came out. <laughs> it was live. Gasolina? Yeah. Um, and the guy ringing me up. My dad was with me and he was like, this is parental advisory. I can't sell it to it's you. It's in Spanish. I know. My dad was like, she doesn't know what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, Beep, and put it across the scanner. I was like, nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I was like a, a a store attendant. I don't think I would care. I'd be like, not my problem. Again, Legally. It's not I my, mean, they have to mention it maybe. Um, I mean, if you were in there by yourself, they wouldn't be allowed to sell it to you. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fair. But if your yeah. parents are there, then like, just don't be a fucking rat. Yeah, we did have a couple of kids come <laughs> in the store the other day and we're like, do you guys have any porn? And we're like giggling and we're like, no, we don't. They and actually even if we straight could, up just asked for porn. Yeah. And I was like, and if we did, we couldn't sell it to you. There's an age limit. I'll be like, have you discovered the internet yet? Oh, that's probably why they were in there because you can't watch porn. It got shut down. Yeah. You can't watch porn in Virginia anymore. Yeah. So they, I mean, you can, you just go into like a database, I guess. You got to get the old fashioned porno books. From the no. book, from the bookstore that Cassie works. I at. don't know. That's not. We don't sell those there. No, I think you just you have to put your like driver's license in or something. Yeah. Nobody oh, wants not to even do that. that. I think like like obviously Pornhub's like the big one that everybody just knows check about. That you're 18. I think they just have they like just a shut box. down. They just in shut Virginia. down. Like you're in Virginia, you can't get on our yeah, website anymore. Because well, because they want to protect your privacy. I was talking to a coworker about this today. Uh-huh. Um, where I was like, well, what is legally like? What exactly is going on? And so basically, they said that um, several of these big websites have decided just to not operate in Virginia because they want to protect the privacy of their users. And if you're having to upload a picture of your driver's license to look at porn, like yeah. that's not that there are data breaches all the time. Yeah, I was going to say I can see that there's like two things that can happen that could be good or bad. Like obviously if you're looking up child pornography, you're going to get caught. 
well, easier if you're shit. That's never, you're not supposed to do that anyways. But if you're just trying yes. to look at regular, degular, good old fashioned porn, you can't do it unless yeah. you upload an ID because you have to verify your age now in Virginia. So the right. major websites are like, we're not going to do that to our, um, what do you call them? Customers. Customers. Yeah. Yeah. What did you say? Constituents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're not going to do that to you guys because we want to protect your privacy and like there could be a data breach or anything and all your information could be exposed. Mm -hmm. Like that's the whole thing. They were Pornhub has always been like a free service that and an anonymous service. And if you are not guaranteed anonymity, then they're like, you know what? We're just not even going to fuck with it. So you can like watch porn from other sites, I guess, but you might get a virus or or whatever so they them, still make can... porn dvds i feel like that the sales on those would go up yeah <laughs> probably i don't know weird yeah you have to go to the gas station now like the weird gas station and you know they have the magazines and like and the black sure. in the black uh oh, yeah. sleeves mm-hmm. so you can't actually see the boobies now you gotta pay for it mm. but you know whatever we live to jerk off another day Anyways, um, or you can just buy this Dead Kennedys album. There's free porn in there. Yeah, perfect. That's no, that's art. There's art. a difference. Porn is art, right? Yeah. Depending on how you look at Technically, it. Technically, they're actors. There you go. I mean, what is okay? Well, I was I in mean, an, I was in an was art good. class once, and we had the question. We started the class off with the question: What is art? It's subjective. And really came Anything. down. Literally everything is art. Mm-hmm. Because we were like, well, if you make something, and they're like, all right, so say you have a child. And I'm, well, that's a good fucking point. You're an artist. <laughs> you created a thing. It's anything Aww. that you can make, that you can observe, that you can experience. Everything is art. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess that settles the debate. Porn is art. Um, if you like our show, please rate us <laughs> <laughs> on Spotify. We're trying to, you know, get our average rating up. So feel free to throw us a five star. Um Thanks for listening, and rest in peace. Bye. Later. Death by Music podcast is written and produced by Victoria Motler, Alex Motler, Cassie Gardner, and Jake.